Welcome in to the Arena Fanatic College Football Talk Podcast. I'm Matt Hessler, and as always, joined by my colleague, Mr. Arena Fanatic himself, uh, Tyler Smith. Uh, War damn eagle to you, buddy. Um, how is uh, everything going down in old Kentucky today? Everything's going very well down here in Kentucky, Matt. Uh, we have ordered a new grill. I have a new grill coming my way, so... That's huge news. Oh, is it uh, is it specifically for college football season, or did you just need one in general? I mean, if you've seen the one I currently have, it's uh, one of those little ones that just there's not a lot of room. It's not propane. It's charcoal, so it takes forever for it to heat up, and yeah, it's just frustrating. So we got the big dog coming through. Oh, well, that's good news. Um, well. Let's uh let's uh, recap. This is actually the college football week one recap show. Uh, we're gonna touch on every conference briefly and talk about some of the biggest uh, results of the weekend. And uh, our our buddy here, Tyler, he's gonna kick it off in the Sun Belt. Uh, what caught your eye down there in the Sun Belt Conference? Well, Louisiana kept it close versus Mississippi State. That obviously was uh, some big news. Coastal Carolina could not take down Michigan. Eastern Michigan, I think that's a game that they started off there at halftime. It was thirteen to seven, but then EMU took off, and Coastal Carolina just couldn't hang on. I think the two biggest games: SMU, Arkansas State. Arkansas State could not pull it through. SMU, Shane Bichelle, not didn't really play that well in the game, but enough to get the victory, thirty-seven to thirty over Arkansas State, and. Matt, the biggest, one of the biggest stories of the weekend, I should say, Georgia State taking down Tennessee. How how do you think people are feeling on Rocky Top right now? Uh, I, that's a uh, don't even get me started. Uh, like I said on Twitter on Saturday, I married into a Tennessee family, so I feel really bad for those guys because I I mean there's just no excuse to lose to Georgia State. Um, and not only did they lose, they, it was just ugly. Like, Georgia State just ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball, and Tennessee could not stop them, which they is sad. stop them at all. No, they couldn't. They also couldn't stop them in the fourth quarter. 17 points in the fourth quarter for Georgia State. And like you said, your uh, family is a uh, Vol fans. My wife is a Vol graduate. I didn't even mention the game like it was it was known in the house but i wasn't about to bring it up because i just couldn't bear to do it it was that bad yeah it's funny because tennessee uh, yes matt oh no it's just funny because uh you know we were having a party here saturday and so i had some buckeye fans and they were just poking fun at uh, my wife's dad who uh can, can be a scary man so uh yeah yeah, he, he gave uh, he put a few guys back in their place, but uh, yeah, uh, after Tennessee took a twenty three twenty one lead, Tyler, the wheels came falling off seventeen unanswered points, and then Tennessee put a touchdown on uh, with two seconds left. So, I mean, the final score didn't even tell the yeah. the story because uh, that should have been a a fifteen point win for Georgia State. But uh, the one bright spot, uh, Jawan Jennings for Tennessee. Um, He's about the only one I, I can say nice things about. So, pretty much. I mean, he's the only one that truly showed up. Um, 
Garantano, he he wasn't bad. I think he was good enough. He was good enough to win this game. That defense though was just so poor. It it was it was embarrassing, man. You would have thought they were playing a high flying scoring offense, but Georgia State four and eight last year or two and ten last year. Two and ten doesn't matter though. Get yeah, the W. And and where does Tennessee go from here? It's one of the biggest questions. So. Uh, they got to get their uh, get their big boy pants on because they got a tough game this upcoming weekend. Um, but uh, let's just move on. Uh, we're going to talk about the Mountain West, Tyler. Once again, your conference. Oh, so you uh, you tell us what happened in the Mountain West, buddy. Oh, a lot a lot happened in the Mountain West. You had Fresno State, who came up just short versus USC, lost by eight, had a ten point fourth quarter. JT Daniels goes down in that game. Uh, which really started to uh, be the downfall of USC. But Trojans came out on top. San Diego State 6-0 six, six went over uh, Weber State. That's embarrassing. Can you <laughs> believe that? 6-6? Six, six, no. No, I, I can't. Possible? No touchdown scored, Tyler. And going into the season, I did have concerns about Ryan Agnew, and my concerns are still there. 16 for 30. 108 yards passing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that, is, that is pitiful, man. Yeah, could you imagine being at that game? No, 154 no. total oh, yards for the Wildcats, and then on the other side, San Diego State puts up 238 total. I mean, <laughs> oh, God. Like the average Into th- average yard per play was like two and a half in that game. Just silly. Ugh. And to think that Jawan Washington, remember last year going into the season, we all thought Jawan Washington was like potentially a Heisman contender out of the Mountain West. We do. The guy, he hasn't really lived up to the billing. 22 carries, 55 yards. Yikes. That's definitely no Rashad Penny. Oh, gosh, no. No, not even close. Let's keep it moving, though. Wyoming, Matt. Now, Wyoming fans destroyed me on Twitter for that 4-8 and eight prediction. And uh, I think they might have a fair argument because they got a big victory at home over Missouri. Yeah, but uh, I look at this game. This, this has fluke written all over it. Ooh, shots fired. It, it does. I mean, you go to the box score here, Tyler. Uh, Wyoming won the turnover battle 3-0. And on top of that, so they went win by 6 um, mm-hmm. uh, Kelly Bryant, they, they, they uh, Wyoming recovered a uh, fumble for a touchdown. Um, uh, and then Bryant, I believe, fumbled at the one yard line, or not, not Bryant, but uh, Roundtree fumbled at the Wyoming one yard line. We keep going here, Tyler, yes. and I'm, I'm not kidding you. They turned it over again at the Wyoming, uh, <laughs> well, sorry, Wyoming 17 after a, uh, I think an offensive pass interference. So there was a lot, a lot of points left off the board for Missouri. And, I mean, you look mm-hmm. at the uh, – Missouri put over 500 yards total offense. Wyoming had, like, 360-ish. So um, I'm not buying, like, Wyoming's good. I just think it was one of those fluky wins, kind of like the uh, Nevada come from behind win uh, over Purdue. Here, here's my concern about Missouri, Matt. They gave up 297 yards on the ground to Wyoming. 
Now, what are teams in the SEC going to do to these guys? 297 yards. Well, Tennessee will probably run for like 90 on them. <laughs> so they have that to look probably. forward to. Yeah, at least they get to play the balls, you know. Uh, but, but you did – yes, Matt. Well, so I'm not trying to discount Wyoming's uh, win because it was a big win. Uh, but I myself, I didn't really like Missouri much coming into the year. So um, That's a good point. I did give them eight wins because I thought that everybody was just going to kill me for going like six and six. And damn it, I wish I would have stuck to my guns because that was a that was a tough loss. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, another one that you just brought up, Purdue, Nevada. Now I know you, you do tend to lean Purdue. Could you believe this result? Because I know personally, I thought at halftime Purdue had this baby locked up. They were looking good, and. Uh, Yikes! The turnover machines. Exactly. Purdue turnover machines. I think I believe they had five turnovers in this game to Nevada's none. Yep, they did. Uh, again, bad luck. Uh, uh, but Sindelar just made terrible decisions down the stretch, and I mean, I really do believe that they packed it in. Uh, once they went ahead, thirty-one uh, fourteen. You know, two play, uh, seventy-five yard drive to get them up seventeen. Uh, midway through the third, and I think they just, uh, I think they just stopped playing. And then on top of that, they started compacting their problems with with turnovers and stupid plays, um, like that last interception by Cinderlar was just awful and horrible timing. Uh, well, yeah, I'm like, well, you know, I don't think Nevada can get down there and kick a field goal real quick. Oh boy, was I wrong. Yes, you were. 56-yarder to beat Purdue. And I think one of the keys for Purdue is that running game. They they don't have a running game. So if you don't have a running game, I mean, you can play for the pass. And with Sindelar's decision-making, that's not a bad option because that man will give you the ball back. Brutal. Brutal. And another one, let's see. Oh, Utah State. Oh, Utah State. How they did that, Timmy. Heartbreaker. This was a great game that nobody got to watch because it's on the ACC network. That is true. It's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then uh, your boy Jamie Newman pulled it off for Wake Forest. Kind of Bo Nix-like. Yeah. This is actually the second best game of the weekend uh, behind the Auburn-Oregon game. Uh, And I'm sad because I didn't see any of it. Um, I didn't either. I don't even know if I watched the, the highlights, so. Uh, but, yeah, that was uh, almost 1,200 total yards of offense, Tyler. Almost 1,200 yards of offense. Woo, yep. boy. Uh, Wake Forest. Get moving. Yeah, Wake Forest. Here's here's a key stat. Uh, one penalty for Wake Forest in that game. Wow. Yep. So that, that's that, incredible. That, that, that kind of put them over the top there. I don't even know how that's possible. Me either. One penalty. Week Home. one. That's a week one. I know, that's like home cooking right there. All right. Well, I think we'll save the Boise State-Florida State discussion for the ACC. That match. sounds good. All right. Let's head on over to the Maction. Maction, Matt, what do you got? Well, there was not much to talk about uh, from the Mac Conference Week 1. Uh, you had a lot of teams playing uh, FCS schools. 
Yeah, Kent State traveling to Arizona and leaving their offense on the bus. Um, Woody Barrett got pulled, I think, in the second yeah, quarter. And then, then I think they had to put him back in because they realized there's a reason why he's the starter. Um, as predicted in my best bet last week, Illinois just uh, steamrolled Akron 42 to 3. I'm really loving my Akron one win prediction after seeing that display. Um, that's it. That was a hell of a display. Yeah, and Toledo kept it close with Kentucky. Um, they had the lead there for a while, uh, but then they started making a, a couple little mistakes, and Kentucky capitalized. Um, we you touched on EMU earlier. Uh, Miami, Miami, Ohio. Uh, not much of a fight down there. Uh, playing Iowa. Uh, but here's a score that actually kind of kind of caught my eye. So we talk about Riley Neal and James Gilbert a lot last year for Ball State. They both transferred mm-hmm. out, and this is a Ball State team that everybody's down on. But they played Indiana quite well, um, ended up only losing by 10. Yeah, this game was actually played, I believe, at Lo- uh, Lucas Oil. Um, I believe so. Yeah, Ball State almost put up – 400 total yards are off. It's 298 in the air and played a relatively clean game. Uh, they just, they had a uh, had a little bit of a problem stopping uh, Indiana in the, the running game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to not gonna throw any shade on Ball State because I actually thought they'd lose by, you know, quite a bit. Um, you would think. Yeah, I, I mean. a good sign for Indiana. No, definitely not. I'm really liking the uh, the under win total there for uh, Indiana. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot popping off here in the MAC in week one, but I'm sure that will change uh, coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, but uh, I'm going to roll over to the independents uh, since I do uh, as well cover that. We'll, uh, we'll just talk about Utah here. A uh, couple pick sixes, I believe, um, really did uh, BYU in as uh, Utah won the Holy War for, I believe, the ninth straight time. Uh, 30 to 12. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting a good game. I, you take away those two touchdowns. That's that's a that's a big swing right there. Uh, Rutgers. Oh, man. Uh, you know, Boys. I, I played Rutgers this week, and I was cursing them at the end of the first quarter, Tyler as UMass was out to a lead uh, before finally falling off a cliff. And uh, they scored 21 points in the first quarter, UMass. They didn't score the rest of the game. Rutgers put up 31 in the second quarter. Um, here, here's one, a shocking. Uh, I did not see Liberty not scoring any points. Yeah, your boy Buckshot. Yeah, 24-0, uh, gets shut out in Hugh Freeze's debut. Uh, he was coaching from the hospital bed. Yeah. But uh, they had negative four yards rushing, Tyler. That's hard to do. There was a lot of teams that had negative uh, rushing yards in week one, like across the board. I think Tulsa had like negative 73 rushing yards. Yes, they, they sure did. Uh, Michigan State whooped up on them, but – uh, and then one more just to hit on Army ekes out a win against Rice. Uh, I'm not like all these other people that are like, oh, Army sucks. Army is not any good. Army will be fine. I mean, it's week one. They're playing Rice. They play Michigan this week, I think, as a look-ahead spot. And, uh, well, we're going to see. Uh, Army, a 22-point dog in the big house this week. We're going to see 
uh, how they perform. So that's it from the independents. I'm going to send it on over to you to talk about a little Conference USA. Well, I think probably the saddest news out of the Conference USA is Central Arkansas beating Western Kentucky game one. Not not a good luck. Hell not of a, a comeback. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They had uh, 21 points in the fourth quarter to get it done there uh, versus Western Kentucky. Let's see. Anything else worth noting? Alabama State almost upsetting UAB. That's a 40-point favorite. Yeah. Now, I didn't see that one coming. US, UAB had a very nice crowd on hand for that uh, matchup. Kind of hard to believe considering it was Alabama State, but 24-19 to 19 win. Uh, UAB did struggle. If you remember last year, they did struggle in the non-conference, but then they turned it on. The only other worth note... Uh, UTEP, Matt. UTEP, they're not going to go defeated. They beat Houston Baptist. That was a good game, too. Yeah, 36-34. Who saw that coming? UTEP actually getting a W. So they're not going to go defeated. I'm not going to touch on Tulane until we get to the AAC versus FIU. Which is next. So we'll move it on. Which is next? That leads us right into the AAC. Uh, pretty nice, pretty nice weekend for the AAC. You got Cincinnati over UCLA. My boy, my boy Chip Kelly. Oh man, it, it looked like this UCLA team had never played it down in their life. Well, that's because they haven't. They they're oh. terrible. I just want to point out real quick, Tyler. Uh, who predicted a twenty-four to fourteen uh, Cincinnati win? I I believe potentially that was you, but who saw, who saw UCLA being this bad? Uh, they could, uh, again, VPR'd this them. guy, Benching. this guy. Oh, he's not getting benched. He's Chip Kelly's I, dude. He can't be anymore. He's done. I mean, clearly it's not working, man. You got to move on. Hey, move on. UCLA, one point seven yards per rush. Oh, That's Chip no. Kelly genius right there. I mean, let's just be honest. Chip Kelly's not a good coach. so He is a good coach. I don't know where you're getting that from. It's not like he all of a sudden forgot how to coach. I just don't think that roster. He hasn't had a winning needs. season in like his last five as a coach. Hey, hey, now let's and, take it easy on and, that. And he was a good coach when there was nobody else in the Pac-12. I mean, it wasn't. It was. I mean, has the Pac-12 ever been that deep, Matt? Uh, it's deeper than usual. Even though I still deeper think it stinks. I don't know about that. Uh, let's move on. UConn. Remember, my uh, big upset pick was Wagner to beat UConn. They damn near did it. Yes, they, they lost did. Lost by three. UConn, another team that survives going uh, defeated. You know that they had a potential to go defeated, but they did beat Wagner. I think the big one of the biggest stories is Tulane's performance versus FIU. They straight up dogged those boys. I I was a bit stunned. I was a bit stunned. We both had Tulane winning, but wow, 42-14, didn't see that coming, Matt. Uh, I did not either, and I actually played FIU just from a strict value standpoint. I thought, uh, I thought it was going to be like a toss-up, maybe field goal game, so... Uh, could not have been more wrong there. 
Uh, I would just like to touch on. I know American is yours, but oh yeah, let's touch yeah. on uh, South Florida. Oh gosh, those boys down there in South Florida. Uh, did they even make it to the game, man? Uh, it doesn't appear so. Uh, 157 total yards of offense. Oh, yeah. You thought Chip you Kelly's 1.7. Yeah, you thought UCLA 1.7 was bad. Uh, USF 1.1 yards per rush on 26 or 23 carries. So, uh, yeah, it was brutal uh, watching that one. And uh, Charlie Strong, seven straight losses now for USF. That's uh, correct. Actually, I think it might be eight because they went six and seven last oh. year and they lost seven straight. Eight straight losses. My bad and, there. Uh, they have Georgia Tech next. So uh, let's go. Uh, might be able to bounce out of that. Let's go South Florida. We need South Florida there. South Florida, please win. Um, Matt, how about Memphis, Ole Miss? Who had the score at uh, 15 to 10? Uh, nobody. Not a single soul. Nope. That was crazy. The I mean, a Rich Rod offense that only puts up 10 points? Yikes. And here's the thing, Matt. They didn't have more than 100 yards in rushing or receiving. How is that even possible? Uh, Poor game plan, maybe. I think think there's just too much to learn for this young, young and inexperienced Ole Miss team. Now, Memphis, on the other hand, I, I expected more, Matt. I expected more. They did, however, pull out that victory. But but I think going forward that offense is going to have to figure it out. I was very impressed, though, by the Memphis defense. Not often can you say a Memphis defense holds a team to just 10 points. They needed that kind of performance in the last, like, uh, three conference championship appearances. Amen to that, man, because they – they're they're known to give up forty to fifty in those those type of games, but uh, yeah. Other than that, I think we've touched on everything else, and we can move on to the ACC. All right, let's just get straight into it, Matt. Now, if I recall, you said Florida State would win. Not only would they win. They would cover, and this was before this game was moved into their home stadium. Yeah, and, and that uh, was the problem, Tyler. Oh, that was the problem. Yeah. Oh, my. You sound like Willie Taggart. Well, not only was it the change of plans, Tyler, but his guys were dehydrated. So give him a break. The Seminoles are going to be a great team. That offensive line looked great, gave up about 10 and a half tackles for loss. Um,. I'm done with Willie Taggart in this uh, experiment at Florida State. I mean, unless you're Danny Cannell, nobody likes Willie Taggart. Nobody thinks he's going to be a winner there. Like, give me a break. How do you blow a big halftime lead, get shut out in the second half? To a to a, uh, I mean, I'm not going to discount Boise's defense because they played great. Uh, but you lose to a true freshman. And de- that defense that I said was going to be good, they give up 621 yards. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they did. You, you can't you blame. Really that D yeah, too. I know. I'm an idiot. I need to just not talk about Florida State ever because, oh, yeah. Give me a. I'm about to drop an F bomb here. Uh, <laughs> oh man, well, these I, guys I are pathetic. You, 
sending me a text about the the Boise State D when it was 21-0. And after you sent that text, it was kind of all downhill for for Florida State. And Hank Bachmeyer, I, I know you touched on him, the freshman quarterback, 407 yards passing game one true freshman i think that's freshman uh performance of the week uh no that's not it at all you heard it there's at least two there's at least one other guy that had a bigger week because he was actually playing somebody good oh lord well well, according to you florida state was i mean they're studly d i said they'd be improved i didn't think they were gonna like win 10 games this year you thought they were gonna cover a five and a half spread well, it looked like That's it for a half. I meant first half. Oh, first half. Yeah, line. I only I only play first half lines, Tyler. Come on. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of another stone cold stunner, not so much for me, Boise State or Florida State, but North Carolina taking down South Carolina. Jake Bentley, I think he's officially done. There's well, no need to play him anymore. Well, he's got a broken foot or something, so he's gonna be out for like six games. Yeah, no doubt. He will be out, and I think uh, we might as well get Muschamp out as well. He needs a he needs to sit out. Yeah, uh, it's just a it's just a weird spot. They were in control, and then just it gave up. Uh, I don't know what happened. I just was watching this game, and it just it changed uh, so quickly. But uh, remember the guy I did say would have a good game, Feaster for South Carolina. Yeah, they didn't I, give him the ball. Well, he had the most carries. He had 13 uh, for 72 yards. Well, because they had to give Rico Dow the ball too, which they're both good. But, you know, that's about the only good thing that came out of this game is that they uh, they might have found their number one running back. But 270 total yards for the Gamecocks. Wow, they give up 483. Uh, yeah, Will I, I know. I know. I don't get it. That was just a weird week. Weird week one. And Bentley only 142 yards passing. Yep, and that's he, embarrassing. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I I need to find those uh, SEC quarterback lists where everybody told me Jake Bentley was going to be great. Because yeah, it, it's just we, not going to happen. We gave up on him. We did. We gave up on him. I piped him we for were years all in last year. I know, yeah, but uh, not going to happen. How about this one, Matt? Uh, Boston College. Beat Virginia Tech by seven, but Boster and the boys couldn't get it done. How disappointing! Come on now, we you got to do better. And AJ Dillon only had 81 yards on the ground. They still took a loss. Well, five turnovers would do that to you, Tyler. That's a factoid. Uh, I already said I. Game. Yeah, Ryan Willis is just not a good quarterback. Nope. And there's a pro- this is the problem. They had the guy throw 47 times. And I know it's because they were behind like the entire game. But good Lord, you just can't have that. No, you can't. No, you can't. Not, not when you're – you should be able to control this game if you're Virginia Tech. It's, but, hey, what can I say? Virginia Tech, this season's done. Toast. It is. And Virginia getting revenge on Pittsburgh – Oh, yeah. That sets up well for there Virginia. There was a little bit of concern. There was. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It was. Uh, they were down one at half, and you're just looking around like, how in the hell is this going to happen? Then Virginia Tech 
or Virginia D stepped up. Shut up, Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett, two picks. Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, let's move on to Notre Dame, Louisville. I don't think we touched on that earlier. We did not. Um, Louisville, hot start. You're like, wow, maybe they actually have an offense this year. No, 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 no. And then there's everybody on Twitter is like, oh, my God, Notre Dame doesn't have a defense, guys. Uh. Yeah, okay. Well, 35-17. Yeah. I mean, Louisville ran the ball 47 times. I mean, you're going to give up yards uh, that way. But uh, three turnovers for Louisville. Jawan Pass put the ball. I think Louisville put the ball on the ground about 10 times. It was it was tough to watch. They went back to back to back uh, fumbles. Uh, but uh, yeah, and before we head out the ACC, I just want to touch on Clemson real quick. Uh, ETN monster game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence not his best, but uh, it's just week one, and that game was in hand from the very beginning. So Well, that'll wrap it up for the ACC, Matt. Big Ten country. What you got? Um, headlines out of week one. Uh, I, I pointed eyes towards that uh, South Dakota State-Minnesota game on Thursday. That was a good game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to touch on, we already touched on uh, quite a bit of these games, but Justin Fields came out in Ohio State, put up 28 points in the first eight minutes. Uh, looked quite quite good, and then just kind of took the foot off the pedal. Uh, Northwestern, by oh, God, God, what the hell are you doing? That was just a pitiful performance. Two hundred and ten total yards, and I know uh, what uh, Johnson got hurt, uh, but mm-hmm. I mean he wasn't playing very good anyway, so I'm not sure. Uh, if that would have changed anything. But, yeah, four turnovers. Uh, and, of course, everybody that was holding a Northwestern plus six or plus six-and-a-half ticket gets royally screwed at the end there when they fumble the ball into the end zone with, like, uh, ten seconds left. So, yeah, that was great. Uh, that's about all I have to say about them. Tyler, how about – uh, go ahead. I believe TJ Green actually got hurt in that game as well. So the quarterback situation there at Northwestern is not looking good. Uh, it does not. Uh, I wanted to talk real quick on your, your boys' Penn State. Oh, yes. Uh, just a mere 79-7 to seven win. Yeah, and I mean Idaho for rushing yards. And, and what was funny is when I put out my Heisman list uh, the other day, I had – I had guys telling me that why don't I have Penn State players in there? And I'm like, because you played Idaho. Because you played Idaho. And here's a kind of a troubling statistic. Uh, Third down efficiency for uh, Penn State, one of eight. So, yeah. I didn't expect to see that looking at the box score. But, uh, I mean, when you you look at it in the grand scheme of things, there's – there probably wasn't a lot of third downs when the starters were in. No, probably not. I'd have to go and look by the, the drive. Uh, did you see that Maryland also put 79 points, Tyler? Oh, I thought they ended up at 72. 
79. That was just what was was rolling around on the uh, Twitter sphere, but uh, yeah, I did I did see that big W first. Was it Howard? Yeah, it sure was. Uh, Cam Newton's little brother. Terrible game. Oh, I didn't know he's still there. Oh, he is. Big upset versus UNLV. Yep, yep. Uh, Josh Jackson. Uh, sorry, Josh Jackson. Pretty damn good game. I bet uh, Virginia Tech wishes they had him back. Hi, yeah. That that whole situation kind of that was kind of an ugly situation there for him. But yeah, they definitely like to have him over Willis. Believe that. Uh, no doubt Gotta there. Control the ball a little bit. Uh, let's move on to the Big Twelve. Uh, Ooh, Big 12 country. Yeah, Friday night we had a hell of a game out there. A lot of points. Oklahoma State, uh, Chubba uh, Hubbard, baby. 221 rushing yards, three touchdowns. I have him on my uh, short list for the Heisman watch after week one. Um, not much to add there. Tylen Wallace, great game. Uh, How about Spencer Sanders, though? I know. Uh, he's on my fantasy football team. I'm not hating it. Three touchdowns over 100 yards rushing as well. Man, yep. guy, guy uh, had a hell of a game. Oklahoma State got it down on the ground. 352 rushing yards, about seven yards per carry. Uh, this was a stone-cold stunner. Uh, Iowa State needing three overtimes to get by Northern Iowa. Yeah, That was not the only close game against the FCS opponent in the Big 12 this week. Kansas needed a late touchdown to beat Indiana State. West Virginia sneaks by James Madison. Respectable on that one. Uh, it is because uh, West Virginia stinks and James Madison is actually pretty good. So uh, Texas uh, rolled and Oklahoma rolled. So that's about all you can talk about in the Big 12. No reason to hop in any of those except for Jalen Hurts' huge Jaylen game. Hurts, I, yeah. yeah, didn't let me finish there, Tyler. You think I I, for, I forgot him on my Heisman list? Did you wow. think I was going to forget him on this podcast? I did. I honestly did because you forgot him on the Heisman list. I I couldn't retweet it. I said this guy is trying to get killed. He left Jalen Hurts off his Heisman list. I'm not retweeting that. Yep, six total touchdowns, 500 plus total yards. Uh, we may be seeing a third Heisman in a row for Oklahoma, which would be absolutely amazing. I All right, let's move on I'm to uh, no. Let's move on, Tyler, to uh, the stinky twelve, which I think oh, we've hit on all these games except for the big one. Yes, yes, we have hit on all of them. If you want, Matt, uh, we can just skip skip through this. I don't see anything of note that we haven't touched on already. Yep, let's just go on to the SEC. Sorry, Pac-12. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Not much to talk about. And as we've talked about most uh, throughout the day, uh, or through the podcast here, we've talked about most of these games. But let me, let me point my eyes towards this one here, Tyler. Arkansas. 20 to 13 uh, against Portland State. Brutal. I know. God, and I was. And neither quarterback, nor, neither quarterback looked good for Arkansas. That is trouble. It that is. is oh. oh, Tyler about dropping it here. I about dropped one. Uh, Team Boyd, though, one the only bright spot for Arkansas. Yeah, he's literally everything for him. Literally everything. Um, Circle, four for five, but had a pick. Ben Hicks, who's been in this system for a million years, 14 for 29, 
no touchdown, no <laughs> interceptions. Not it's not pretty. It's not pretty. You you had to if you were an Arkansas fan, you came into this season with a little bit more hope than that happened. Yes. That was uh that was ugly. Um Georgia uh handles Vandal uh Vanderbilt pretty easily here on the nightcap of uh, Saturday night. DeAndre Swift Pretty big game. 16 carries, 147, 9.2 yards per carry. Didn't find the end zone, but uh, Jake Fromm, he didn't have to do a whole lot. Uh, George was in control early and often in this one. And uh, Riley Neal, my guy, mm-hmm. not his best showing, but, I mean, it's Georgia. So, uh, yeah. what, what are you going to do? I mean, lip, they, they kept lips come to three catches at eight yards incredible it really is because he's a great yeah he is a stud um georgia though a lot of penalties and third town conversions one for seven so there is some some improvement there for the bulldogs but uh they should be fine lsu absolutely blows out georgia southern joe burrow five touchdown passes early and uh uh, 98 total yards tyler for georgia southern yeah, it, w- it wasn't pretty, and they're having some quarterback injury problems as well. So I think Shy is day-to-day, and then they're the backup quarterback that came in. He's injured and out for, I think, a couple weeks. So best of luck to Georgia Southern after going down there to Death Valley. Yes, sir. Um, Joe Burrow, baby. Uh, 97.2 QBR. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I know, I know. Uh, so that leaves us with one more game to talk about because we've actually hit every other one except for A&M, but there's not much to talk about there. The Auburn-Oregon game on Saturday night, that was one for the ages. Would you not agree? Oh, yeah. It was uh, It was an all-time classic. Uh, sadly, the result didn't go my way. Uh, it did not, which I could have told you that. Uh, well, I did tell you that. You just never listened to me, Tyler. Well, Oregon should have won this game, man. This was Oregon's to win. They freaking blew it. Uh, they and, and you know what? They're handcuffing Herbert. They're handcuffing the man. Now, I will give them this. Um, we did not get to see Johnson for Oregon. So maybe that had something to do with him being handcuffed. But I just, uh, it was just hard to watch. It was hard for me to watch that. Are you talking about Jawan Johnson? Yes. He had a monster game, buddy. He had seven catches, 98 yards. Oh, I was thinking of somebody else. My bad. You're good. Yes, 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 yes. You're good. Um, My bad. No. Uh, but the biggest story in this game uh, for all, uh, for Oregon offensively, rushing. First quarter is where they got most of their running yards. Because after that, Auburn's D-line and linebackers played huge uh, 2.7 yards per rush, only 90 total for the Ducks. So if you can't run the ball against the SEC teams, you're not going to win. And and I'll be honest, yeah. they had a they they had a big hiccup there in that fourth quarter, um, which at the time didn't really burn them. But you know they had that fourth and one. Herbert went out to play before with an injury. They called a timeout, put him back in. They're like, oh no, you can't bring him back in because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they 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 have to leave the backup in, and they hand the ball off, and it just was blown up from the beginning. Uh, on the Auburn side, 
I actually liked what I saw out of Auburn. Uh, defensively, there is some things they can clean up on offense, but Bo Nix's first game didn't look too bad to me. Uh, third down efficiency, third, uh, 7 for 17, not hateful. And they, Bo Nix got that big fourth down conversion there where he ran for it uh, with about a minute to go. Um, that was a gutsy not play. Not hateful? No, that's not hateful. Not against a good D. For 31, that's... Oh, I'm talking about the third down. I'm talking about third down efficiency. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They they weren't bad on third down. No, uh, the passing game was a little rough at times. He he made uh, Bernix made a few terrible throws. He for a couple of them. But uh, overall, hell of a performance by Auburn. Um, and Booby Whitlow. Hell of a comeback. It was a hell of a comeback. Twenty-four carries for Booby Whitlow. 110 yards, so he's going on his way to being a 1,000-yard rusher, which uh, they did not have last year. And how about Seth Williams, bud? Seth Williams, uh, four catches, 41 yards, made two clutch plays at the end of the game, including the game-winning catch. Um, Yeah, I mean, Oregon easily could have won that game. Easily could have won that game. And you know what, Matt? Here's the problem. When you're going up against Auburn, you're going up against the luckiest team in America. Year after year, they pull out this lucky crap where they somehow manage to win. I mean, they should have they should have lost this game. Um, oh, well, Orkin. And how about how about uh, not going for for two there uh, to put them up seven points? They they elected to kick the field goal. Yeah, the, the PAT. Yeah, see, that was a bit strange. That was questionable. Because, I mean, imagine, imagine if somehow Oregon, you know, lands that Hail Mary and then beats the Auburn Tigers. What are we saying about Gus Jeezy right now? Yeah, maybe Gus just knew that uh, Herbert would throw it in the third row of the uh, the stands on his final play. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was so bad. I don't even – why would you do that? Uh, you got to oh, give your guys whatever. a chance. Got to give your guys a chance. Um, yeah, who cares if an interception happens? Yeah, at that point, I mean. But uh, Auburn just really kept him off balance uh, most of the game. Yeah, I I still think that I needed more out of Herbert. Big games, you know, he kind of he kind of fades away, especially away from home, and that that's holding true. That's holding true. So I'm gonna try to remember that going through this uh, season. But I probably won't, and I'll fall for it again. I think they'll be okay. They're definitely one of the better teams in the Pac-12. So, uh, yeah, uh, on that note, we're going to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything that you would like to add? Um, Well, I will say this. We are now on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. I mean, we're all over the map now. So you can give us a subscribe there and a rate and review. That would be awesome. We strive for five, but please be honest and give us your honest feedback. And also you can follow us at CFB Talk Podcast on Twitter. You can follow Matt at The Hets and myself at Arena Fanatic. But uh, I think this is all we have for the week one review podcast, and there will be a week two preview podcast coming your way very soon.
yeah so make sure to be uh make sure to subscribe uh that way and maybe get a notification of when we do release that podcast so um we're recording this tuesday night this should be out tomorrow uh given the time i'm thinking that uh, we're going to be looking at a thursday release for the week two preview friday at the very very latest Uh, but we will do our best as always we appreciate you guys and we are out good night everybody